Hey everyone, welcome back to Fig and Lock Coast to Coast. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Hey brother, what's shaking? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, getting after it here. Uh, it's April now, second day of April. This year seems to be flying by. Uh, yeah, you know, in, Vir in Virginia, we got that healthy skeletal weather where one day it's 70, 73 degrees, 80 degrees. The next day it's 42 so we're just dealing with that summertime, like springtime isn't fully here, but we got that going on. Um, you have the uh, Trump indictment happen this past week. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Also, uh, people out yeah. there in Mar Lago showing their support and everything. And that's a uh, real tough there because it's, uh, you know, it, 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 the rule of law is all good until it hits home. <laughs> the rule of law is real big until it hits home. So he's supposed to turn himself in Tuesday. So New York's going to be more of a hellhole than it normally is um, with people coming there to probably protest and bedlam. So, yeah, you got that. Yeah, um, there was also uh, a shooting. Uh, in, what was it, in Arkansas? No, it was in was Nashville. It Tennessee? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. You know, six people, um, three children, three adults passed away. Um, you know, yeah, it's, condolences to the family that's, out there. It's sad. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I saw the, I saw the cam the cops. That, but... They actually did a good job. Yeah. The, yeah the cop, I... I saw the cam with the cops. The cops did a good job, you know, neutralizing the threat, you know, and, uh, you know, shout out to the cops that uh, came on the scene and actually did their job, unlike the Baldays cops did, who stood around and was scared. You know, yeah. they were like, we're going to have to go in there, just handle their business. So, you know, tip my hat to them. Yeah, go, go ahead. I don't know. I, this this score thing just continues to make me angry every time I see it happen because it, it's getting a – well, one is one, one is one too many, you know. And I I just uh, – I don't know. It just, it just, it just really – I think I think people who who – own fire firearms and know how to handle firearms and keep them safe and keep them away from their kids and or teach their kids how to treat them respectfully and use them to hunt should be allowed to have firearms. But at the same time, like we're beginning to realize what a pandemic mental health is and the fact that anyone can still get a weapon and go and shoot up a school blow is still it, it, it angers me. Like uh this person apparently had a history of mental health uh, mental health issues. Bought these weapons legally, legally, and, was, and then was able to go in and shoot up a school. <clears throat> right? Um, I, I'm not calling for a ban to assault weapons or a ban to weapons altogether. I just think there needs to be a licensing program. And when you go to buy your gun, like part of that licensing program should be a full, like a mental health evaluation that shows that you are someone that is sound to own a weapon. And it, it doesn't deny you your right to get a weapon. It only denies you the right to weapon if you don't have, you don't possess the mental capacity to own one. In addition to that, the part of that licensing program should show that you demonstrate the fact you know how to handle a weapon and store one. Because part of the reason why gun violence is so prevalent is that people misstore their firearms and they get stolen. Um, so you got people that mishandle weapons, and you got people that have mental health issues that have weapons. And I don't understand why it's so hard to legislate 
a licensing requirement. So I'm not, I'm not here to deny anybody a weapon, their right to their firearm, but at the same time, this needs to stop, man. It's ridiculous. And it, it angers me every time it happens. Like, especially when kids are involved. You know, we talked about this last week, right? Your kids go to school, and the school's obligation is, A, keep my kids safe, and then, B, make sure they learn the curriculum. And the keep your safe part, like, a school shouldn't have to worry about your someone coming in there and shooting up the school. You know, I, I remember I read recently, there was an article recently about a school that spent, that spent like, $700,000 on a, on a security system, the most advanced security system they could find to help with the mitigation of, of, um, of shootings like this. Uh, and I just sit there and I, and it, and they were, they, and it was of course in the press, it was touted as a huge success. But at the same time, if you had, think about how that money could have better been spent on the education system, instead of spending it on a security system, you spend it on books or teacher salaries or equipment. Like that's money better spent as opposed to a security system. So, you know, maybe this is the whiskey talking since I've had a couple, you know, a couple <laughs> drinks before this podcast. But this kind of this this shit is it's upsetting, man. And and nobody's willing to do anything about it. That's what it's great. That's why it's it's so great. And and people and when you poll the pop general populace, the general populace supports like gun legislation. You know, so that's that's what it makes it even that much more upsetting that the there there are pricks in Congress that can't seem to get you know get moving on this. But anyway, well, they're not getting moving on it. It's just you know the gun manufacturers, NRA, they have their their line their pockets with green. You know, they're giving. Hundreds of thousand. Uh, very interesting thing. They send out every like uh, every two years or something like that. They send out a report where the NRA sends out a report saying how congressmen and senators rank, how what grade they give them. They grade them and then they give them donations based off it. So that's really incredible uh, how that goes down. And it's just it, it's unfortunate because there isn't. Do that. I've always, uh, in um, in my past, I've always used the metaphor because you know, guns will kill people, kill people, people kill people, and that's true, you know. So I use cars as a fine example because automobiles kill don't kill people. People drive an automobile, kill people, and to own a car, you need a license. Before you buy it, before you get to drive a car off the lot, you need insurance mm -hmm. that shows that one, you're a good enough driver, which would be your test to prove that you could have the car, you know what I mean? Said vehicle, you know? So you need all this to have that. And even if you buy a car that costs over $10,000, it's registered. They, you, not anybody can sell you a car over $10,000. So it's like you buy from, you have to buy from a legal, you have to buy from a legit vendor to show that it's legalized and it's good and everything else to go. And unfortunately, the automotive business don't have you know, they're not paying congressmen to pass weird bills. But think about how the United States probably looked in the early 1900s when cars were coming out and they were doing speed limits, seat belts, you know, emissions to like jaywalking, to lines in the road, different signs, or more safety, more safety, more safety, more safety. To the point now where like cell phones come out and now you get a ticket for being on your cell phone while you're driving. You know what I mean? It's, it's not hard to like, it's not hard to do smaller rules for that. And Bad guys will always 
find bad things. That's what makes bad people bad, unfortunately. But there ha there could be something there. You know, it, it, the idea that teachers are poorly, teachers are poorly, um, they get poor wages to be a teacher. And then now my life is on the line because I have a chance to either get my ass kicked by the student in class. And if I retaliate, I get fired. Or I can sit in my class and have some mentally, mental unstable student come back into the school and shoot me while I'm just sitting in this fishbowl, you know what I mean, in, in the school and the police officers or whatever officer they want to, there's a special name for these police officers that are at the school that hang out. It's a really cushy deal, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not really protecting and it's not help protecting like they should. You know, I remember I was dropping my stepson um, at his school, and it's like four knocks. <laughs> I had to go to the door. I had to press on the thing. The lady, there's a ring doorbell there. I had to go through one door, go through another door. Now I'm in the, now I'm in the, um, where the secretary is, whatever. There's another door to go into the main hallway. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's like a penitentiary. We were kind of joking around because this lovely lady was trying to go in and out, and she was getting tired of opening all these doors to get out of the building. So it's just, this is the thing that blows my mind, right? Like, so you talk about all of those things you had to go through to get into school. All that has to be funded, right? So, and you, and you gotta yep. get, you gotta imagine, considering that what happened in this last case, they shot out the windows to the door and then crawled in and she, then she ducked in. Well, does that mean the next step now is that doors have to have bulletproof windows on them? So that where's that money come from, right? So all like all these things, all these measures have to be funded, which means that every time mm -hmm. that you add another measure, security measure on, like you talked about posting a cop out in front of the school, well that now means that you need more cops because now you need to put a cop at every school on top of where uh, uh, any other location around the city that requires police presence. So now it's a Manning issue yep. that needs to be funded. So you have to have salaries. So it's like. All yep. the, like you are like we're literally spending throwing tons of money at a problem that might actually be mitigated by a simple licensing requirement, right? The problem with your analogy, of course, and that is that unfortunately automobiles aren't protected under the Constitution in the second bill as a second bill of right, and that's you know so you can legislate it all you want because it's it's not specifically spelled out that you have the right to own a car. I mean it's implied, but the fact that our constitution has literally ensconced the fact that you have the right to own a firearm makes it very makes it that much more difficult to legislate. And then, of course, you mentioned the gun lobby, which is extremely strong as well. But you know, a, a simple licensing requirement—it's not denying you your right to own a gun. It just forces you to go through the trip wires to make sure that you are of sound body and mind to own of uh, something that could injure others. You know, and, and and that also that also kind of, um, and on top of that too, like if if for you know you don't have to ban assault weapons in this case, like if you just because you just make the licensing requirement that much more stringent if that's the case. So I don't know. It I, again, I didn't mean to turn the podcast in this particular topic. It just it just upsets me, and I'm tired of hearing like thought the whole this whole idea of like you know we're sending thoughts and prayers. No, we need to, action needs to be taken on this. Um, and I, I, it's weird because I didn't, like, I cared before, but then, then I had a kid of my own and now I care even more when I hear something like more, that. right. You know, 
Because well, you don't want to be your child. You don't want you don't want that to be your phone call that you know that goes down. That's the everybody thinks about that phone call like um <clears throat> you see it in like war movies where like World War II, Vietnam, where the soldier shows up at the house with the flag and it's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, and it's like you don't want that. And now it's now the world is you're at work and you don't want the call from somebody saying Hey, your child didn't make it home from school today. That's scary. You feel powerless. A lot of that, and it's that's a very scary thing. No doubt. Well, and, it's, and, it's, and we talked about this last week, right? That all of the, most Americans have to work, which means that school becomes your childcare location. You know, I mean, there are some that have the luxury to homeschool and or send their kids to private school, which I imagine private schools are probably even better funded to provide the security that they, that you would expect. But it's like a very congressman up Tennessee. He said his kids are homeschooled. So yes. His kids don't go to public school. So his chance kids have a very smaller chance of being shot. Exactly. Cause they're at home. They're at home. So it's, it's, it's one of the situations where it's one of the most vulnerable positions to be in as a parent to know, like of all the things you have to worry about your kid experiencing during the day, now, on top of that, you have to worry about active shooters, you know, and, it, and if, I would have argued like 10 years ago, like the idea of an active shooter would, would be extremely rare. But the fact that these things are happening almost on a almost month, weekly to monthly basis is insane to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's literally been I, the numbers staggering compared to like how many months school like this year has been happening and it's like. There's been a lot of like mass shooting to like stuff like that. And it's, it's almost every other night I get some kind of alert on Twitter where like this happened here or this happened here. It's it's, and, and it's not and it's not just schools either. It's nightclubs. It's work. It's where people work. It's you know it's a variety of different things. Yeah, I mean, movie theater. Yeah, movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I again I I don't want to sound like the, the the bleeding heart liberal who wants to take guns away from everybody, but at least from my perspective, I don't see this problem in other countries. At least if it's happening, we're not hearing about it. But it doesn't seem like active shooters are a major prevalent issue in like in, in the European countries or in the Asian countries. You know, I mean, it just it's it's it seems like it's an it's a unique American problem, at least in the face of it. Yes. I haven't done enough neat research to look at other countries, but I would argue that if it was no, we, no, no. we were seeing those kind unique, of numbers unique. It's a unique American problem. No other country has this issue because we have the money, we have the excess to do this. And again, bad people will find weapons anyway. And even people that like are felons that they cannot have weapons will get weapons some sort of way. So it's just so many from the idea I my wife was telling me that North Carolina they used to make it so that you need a license to have a weapon and now they've uh the Republican uh, legislator rolled it back so now you don't need it so now for her it makes her job a little bit harder now because now anybody can have a gun and now the streets are just a little more dangerous now well I just I read the other day what's even crazier it. is Florida's had a hand, had a handful of school shootings. And they just made it even easier for you to conceal carry. You said you'd be you had to have a license to yep. conceal carry, and they just they rolled that back. 
you know, I, I, I don't understand the mindset. It's a, it's a big thing because you have to because the mindset is the three percent. It's a three percent of mindset. The three percent of mindset. They believe guns over everything. Guns, Christ. Yeah, yeah. Guns, Christ. Bullets, big trucks. You know what I mean? I know that's not not true, so, but that's here's, my so here's an alternative. It. I think it, either either we do the licensing or we take on the Chris Rock position and we make the ammunition as expensive as you possibly can make it. Like you have to be a billionaire to buy like to buy a round of shotgun shells. Like, because I don't understand why this what why we can't do more. And 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 I, I have... uh, it, it it is it is that it's just that, and it's not all Republicans either. Because you had this past Sunday, well today, you had uh, the West West Virginia Democrat in quotation marks, who's more of a independent, if you will. He was like avoiding questions on gun control because NRA funds him really well. Oh and no, he, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying it's just. I'm not saying it's just a Republican issue. I know there are conservative Democrats out okay. there who share who are also slow moving on this it's it's on both sides it's on in both parties that is clear like this it's, is not just the, the money is both when it comes until there's a way for somebody to be elected in and spend a little little amount of money and still make a lot of money without going to those people like that it just could be a hard issue it just could be a tough time and we just have to continue as Americans for ourselves to keep doing our part on uh, being aware and trying to keep pushing, fighting the good fight, you know, and we've got to elect better people in there. We have to just keep doing that. That's, that's the only I can think of because that's it. I mean, that's it. You know, yeah. we have to just I guess it is what it is. change who's in there. Or maybe, maybe to really wake up some folks, we like, Maybe uh, we start a separate funding line in the annual budget that goes literally just to school protection. Make that a federally funded thing, as opposed to a state yeah. funded thing. You make it. You make it. You 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 in that you write into the appropriations bill a funding line, a federal funding line for school security, and that and 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 you put so many requirements on it that it just becomes this. It becomes as expensive as funding an aircraft carrier, and you and you see what it's uh, per school, and you see and you, and you begin to see minds change on that. I'd be I'd be curious what to see what that looks like. It'd be interesting because if you made that, then you would put it to vote, and then when you put the vote, people would, uh, you know, you're gonna call out people that feel like, oh, that's just it's just um, it's just fat. You're just adding to the bill, like blah 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 blah. Or you might have people. It becomes a, a another topic because you have people who are going to want to roll back Medicare, Medicaid, or, or Social Security just to fund it or some shit. You know, it, 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 they, it always turns to something. Like it turns to something divisive, other than trying to help uh, the people. You know, what I mean, they, they'll give us a slice of what we need and then keep the rest. So it's just I don't want to sound jaded, but I mean that's just. It's what yeah. it is right now. It's yeah. what it is, and we Me have meanwhile, to keep, we get, to, keep, we get to, trying to elect the right people. Yeah. Meanwhile, we send our kids to school in hopes that some you know mentally disturbed child can't get into his dad's gun safe and come to school and shoot up the school or something, right? Like, right. That's the reality we live in. Reality. Hope that they didn't read something crazy on the internet and make them say like, in the base of my school, some of the so and so is happening, and I'm gonna come save them with some big old gun and. 
that they shouldn't have had, you know. And I would say that you would. Uh, I've always been a great proponent of the going owner. Going owner should face punishment as well. Well, they so did I that don't in one hear case. That, like my my. Yeah, there was one case yeah. where the the gun they got the gun from the mom. So they actually looked at holding. I think they held the mother or the father. I can't remember the parents or the mom. Just the mom. either way, the, the 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 child got the gun from the parents. So I think they were looking at looking at holding the parents uh, complicit as well because there were certain red flags and trip wires that his parents were aware of, and they failed to you know secure and the they weapon. Failed to do it. Yeah. So it's yeah, absolutely. Again, like right, like we talked again. This gets after what we talked about last. And know your kid, right? And if you know your kid is a a little unstable, you know maybe don't give him a weapon. And instead, get him some counseling. You know, or don't have a weapon just like in a house in a yeah. gun cabinet with a glass case where he knows the key is and has easy access to it, and just go ahead and do it with it when your when your back's turned. You know what I mean? So that could be that this person who shot out the who shot up the school in Tennessee they had mental issues like they had a had a history of having mental issues and um you know that person took it to the uh, the level they should have shot up a Christian school to the person being that kid, that person was trans yep and yep. Um, came at it yeah so i mean that person felt so hurt about what's based online what he deal with and he took it out and that's it's a shame it is it's it's a big shame you know and, and it's wild man because i like this this world is just wild and fast um i know you don't know you probably don't know because you're not injected in this like in the urban community like that but a uh, rapper uh, uh dtb the savage um he got shot like he literally posted you can find on twitter he he was getting robbed and he killed the guys in his apartment and the blood on the ground I took a picture in it like with his jewelry on stunting and then one hour later after he took the picture uploaded online got shot he went to the he went to the mall to buy clothes and he got gunned down there's video of him his car's riddled with bullets he's dead on the ground like it's just this world is wild and um I've been thinking about this where people talk about cancel culture and this isn't cancel culture. This is a world that we live in now that's not free of consequences. You can't do stuff and do bad things and get away from it, get away with it. There's too much technology, too many ways to track you down, too many ways to figure out where you're at, what you've been doing. That people, if they want to get you, they're going to get you. And so you have to make sure that you're doing the right thing and you're living according to your God or your beliefs that you have. Because it's just too many things. I'm, 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 I'm watching like documentaries. I saw a documentary on Amanda Bynes. She's going through it. It's, it's sad times for her. And the people of Nickelodeon, the guy that was head of the shows and he was in the show head to class back in the eighties. My man got paid seven million dollars and walked free. You know what I mean? And he absolutely tortured some kids and did some bad things to kids uh sexually, you know, back in the day. And he gained scot free, you know, and 
everybody knows it happened and they have evidence of it of of uh what's the looking for testimonies but it's not enough like the harvey weinstein situation to bring him down because they don't got a smoking gun you know what i mean they don't got anything there because happened in the early 2000s so it's not enough you know what i mean but cancel culture is happening because now they canceled him and now he's kind of just he got his money he's a purgatory now he can't work in film no one's gonna touch him he's radioactive he's done you had all these shows you can't work with you anymore your reputation's dead we everybody knows who you are no one wants to mess with you you know and it's it's tough you know but people understand that cancel culture is not real it's the world that we live in now that consequences for your actions are real you can't say something on television and think that you're gonna slide by we talked about jonathan majors the other day you know what i mean um the other podcast ago you know and it came out that you know maybe it wasn't so as much as that whatever it is but he's not off scot free he's not canceled but there's consequences because maybe it's not exactly what it looks like but it's still something there there and he's not necessarily clean he's a little dirty am i canceling him now but he's a little dirty and we won't see him for a while because it's, it's consequences to actions that you do you know and of course that's what the world we live in man and people some people still live above it and hopefully the people that need to get their just desserts can but we just hope that um in the meantime in between time that less more innocent people won't be hurt by the non-action of congressmen governors people of uh, state legislators that won't help their people but they got elected to help the people but it just turns into like well i'm just you know i'm i'm here and you know my god will find a way that's that's not the that's not it mm -hmm. it's not it you have power to do something make a difference make a difference no all, yeah. all well said all well said you know you talk about the world we live in and the state of things we had a so the bible study group i participated in this week we talked about this idea of we live in a compare culture where, you know, we constantly, you know, due to social media and the connectivity that we have via the internet, we're constantly comparing ourselves to someone else. And I started wondering, I started thinking as you were talking about the world we live in, if, if so much of the reason why, our, you know, we have an, as what seems like, or at least appears like a growth in mental health issues is related to the fact that you're just like you have there's constant anxiety in your life like you know i remember growing up mom and dad worked nine to five or whatever but when they came home at the end of the day there was only one way to there was only one way to get a hold of them and that was via the telephone and you could take the telephone off the hook and no one could reach you other than that it was via letter you know, um, your friends can only reach you in person by actually coming to your house and asking you to come outside or again via the telephone. But then, you know, the internet comes and we begin to find new way, new ways to reach each other via email, instant messenger, eventually evolves into social media, MySpace, Facebook, and you're just you're constantly under pressure in some way, shape, or fashion. 
you just like your boss can always get your boss can always get a hold of you now because he knows your cell phone number. He knows he probably had knows your, has your Facebook profile. You know you 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 probably have a text thread on Signal or something else, right? Like you can always be reached um, on social media. You're like you're always gonna you're always gonna be measuring yourself against someone else because whether it just be the friends in your circle or because there's influencers and the their algorithms are pushing ads to you and everything else. Like you're just under a constant state of anxiety and stress always. And it and it's and we are, I think we're beginning to see the 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 breaking points of this. And it's not. And I think I think school shootings and active shooters are a symptom of this. I think like uh, insomnia and sleeplessness are a symptom of this. Um, the fact you know that um, you know people uh, there there seems to be you know an increase in opioid use and drug use. You know, all, all like all these things to me seem like like are are the, are the various indications of the fact that like your society because of our interconnectedness and the increased pace with which we are living is resulting in added stress, added anxiety, and people are breaking under it. You know, because um, they don't know how to manage it in a healthy way, right? You know, some people try to manage it by by you know going on the internet and you know getting hopping on the comment section and harassing other people some people are trying to manage it via going to the you know do it in a more healthy way and go to the gym and then other people use it do it and then and they they find solace at the bottom of an alcohol bottle or something like it's and i'm not saying that these things always didn't always exist it just seems like you could at least get away from them to a degree whereas now it just seems like you just never get away from it yeah, you know, um, <laughs> to lighten the story up, I think of like, uh, <laughs> uh, I think back in high school where, you know, you get your yearbook and then everybody signs your yearbooks and everybody's kind of like, hey, man, you know, they write their little note and they're like, keep in touch. I didn't keep, a, I didn't keep in touch with a hot goddamn person that wrote their phone number in my book, man. You know, and it's like, yo, I had so many women writing my book. And it's like, why did I not at least call one number? They're giving you numbers, Nick. 18-year-old Nick's not understanding a hot damn thing what's going on and not seeing the big picture. He's he's just like, cool, I got somebody writing my book. And walks off like a doofus and not knowing that, hey, you know, you could probably call her up and it's like on a chance, maybe. You can hang out with her, maybe. You know what I mean? But you know what? You never know. You know why? Because you just just fluttered off, and you just got your book. You graduate, and you throw your book in the closet, and you kept it moving. You didn't even think about it anymore. It's hilarious so it's, to me because it, it's, it's funny. It's it just funny. funny it, well, what's even more funny about it too is is like yearbook signatures, in a way, is the prefix the prefix to like your friends count or your comment or like count right on your social media you know if you're right. a guy that had to fill out like they had to remember there were some people that were so popular they had to like get like extra pages taped into the back of their yearbook because there were just so many extra people pages right extra pages yeah uh no, they had I to get even, i can't even, even wrap my mind around it yeah I, I remember there were some kids that had like extra pages taped into the back of their book so they had room for other people because they had and they were because they were so popular they had like you know people write them these giant 
like th- five page paragraphs about you know or five paragraph pages about like how how much they're gonna miss them over the summer or whatever and it's it's you know so the yearbook used to be our comment section for social media it used to be our like section because if you walked out if you walked out there with at least you know the front and back end completely filled with signatures then you were feeling pretty good about yourself oh and the number of photos you got the number of photos you got in the book too yeah yeah you like you feel good if you're like man i have my my front two pages and back two pages are filled i feel good and you push it too like you want some of your book you want to sign my yearbook do you want to say something it's like hi hi hello i remember one girl we went to school with i'm not give her a name but like um you know she signed my book she has to sign my book and i didn't talk to her all my senior year we sat on opposite side of class and she was like hey let's keep in touch sorry we get talk to you keep in touch i was like the hell i it, it blew my mind i was like what again i'm just a nerd not paying attention to what's happening and not even trying to like try so it's funny man it's funny so, you know, that's a that's a interesting twist. So um, we're going to go into another subject here. Uh, something as probably as old as us graduating high school, um, the Avatar series. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fig. Seems that long ago. You know, <laughs> uh, my, my wife had to remind me that we saw that movie together in theaters because uh, I, I, I forgot when it came out. And I, and I, I mean, I knew it was after college, but at the same time, I just I, I, I forgot if, if it was inside this decade or not. And uh, so I went, you know, we, so the, the, the most, the new one, the way of water came out and streaming. So we, we, we got it on Apple and we watched it last night. I mean, and as usual, James Cameron does a beautiful job when it comes to special and, and you know, when it comes to telling a story, right? Like, you know, it's probably one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen as far as the environments and, uh, the characters and everything, like the the character design, the world design. I mean, he is very good at building this world of Pandora. Um, you know, so if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But bottom line, Jake Sully and his family have to basically escape and go live with another clan of Navi that live in. They're called the Reef People or the Reef Clan, and they live. They're basically like the equivalent of the Navi equivalent of like Polynesians. So they've got like Polynesian tattoo markings on them, and they like w- live on these small oh. islands, and they they ride these like flying fish-like things, and they're all about the water, right? They've evolved to live on the water. So uh, they they who are considered forest dwellers have to learn how to live in this you know water-filled environment, and it's just beautiful. Like everything about the movie is just absolutely beautiful, you know, and. Um, you can definitely see the parallels that James James take, Cameron takes great care to draw a lot of parallels with how obviously we humans do not live synchronously with the environment, right? Like, you know, he's trying to show us what a society what what society should be when it comes to how we interact with the environment and how we interact with animals and everything else. And then, of course, on the flip side of that, you actually have the humans in the movie who are there just to like raise the planet and take every resource they can get out of it. Actually, in this film, the humans are back because they want to colonize the planet, whereas before they were just here to like get this unobtainium. Now they've come because Earth is dying and they want to colonize or take over the planet. So it becomes very much like a. I mean, he's basically telling the Native American story, right? The colonists show up on the shores of the United States. Mm. And basically drive out the natives. So that's kind of the direction the movie is going in. 
but it, it is it's beautiful storytelling i mean the and the characters are rich and they're uh, you can tell he's got a lot of some big plans for the series because it there's a lot of plot points that they open up that they don't necessarily close out at the end by the end of this film um i just hope i don't have to wait 10 years for the next one you know i mean hopefully i think they're, <laughs> filming, they're filming them concurrently so i i, I think the next one's going to be out sooner than later because i think there's gonna be four in total from what I understand, I heard it's gonna be. I, I, I thought it was gonna be three, but um, I think so whatever, I, I, when I was watching them, I was watching the spe- the making of earlier, and they said four because the guy said we want to make sure that the that the plot points in four are are threaded based on what we did here in two. So Jesus. I think he wants to try to based on the comments in the back and the what they were talking about. I think we're gonna see different tribes of Navi. Because we've seen the forest jungle tribe, now we've seen like the reef tribe. I think we're gonna see next, like, because he mentioned like, I'm using the word like a lot. Uh, he mentioned um, like there's a snow, probably a snow clan or like a, a snow environment, and then there's gonna be probably a desert environment or a desert clan. Can they actually had artwork of the desert, the Pandoran desert? So I I have a suspicion that if I had to guess the way this is going is by the time you get to the film four and they'll have united all the tribes of pandora to fight the the sky people you know as they call them at least that's the way it looks like it's going based on what on what the comments that were made in the in the in the making of the film and what they're doing what they just did with this last film okay 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 you know um yeah it's supposed to be uh, i mean it, it's the movie's made a billion dollars so i mean it, it's 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 serious business it's a, uh, james cameron movies i think the what's the uh actress name zoe saldana um, yeah there you go she's like the only actress ever to per- be in three movies that made over a billion dollars yeah isn't that insane because she was because she was in that one she was in the previous one and then she was in Avengers and, and yeah, and in game and Infinity War, yeah. So she's just like she has chose well. In yeah, no these, doubt. Uh, these movies that people see, so props to her on that. I mean, James Cameron as a director has always done a fantastic job of raising the bar, right? Like, I mean, Aliens. He took the Alien franchise up a notch. You know, it's one of those rare instances where a sequel exceeds the original. So you've got Aliens. Yes. You got Beautiful. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which was Jesus. vastly superior to the original. Titanic. It's, it's a, it, it, so hold up a second. I, I, you glossed over Terminator a little too fast. I, let me let that breathe for a second. Terminator 2 changed action movies. It did, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Action movies weren't like that until it came. And then when it came, it set the, it set the bar. The bar was – a new bar was set. It was, it was the Matrix of the time. John Wick of our time now, like that back then. I remember Terminator Two took two years to get to home, like to get on HBO. It took two years, two years. Yeah, I mean, my mom wouldn't go out of movie theaters. We saw it on HBO. I had to wait two years to see it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't see it right away either because I was too young. Um, but the um, you know Cameron has always been a good job, done a good job of taking what others have done and and improving on them tenfold. Right. Because I think Jurassic Park is out comes is comes out before Judgment Day, but Cameron was one of those guys that took basically took 
you know, CGI and turned it into a masterpiece with like Terminator 2 Judgment Day and what they did with T-1000. And he even started kind of pushing the boundaries of CGI during the Abyss as well. And then, uh, those are all ILM. All all of these are ILM products. But James Cameron has always found a way to kind of push the envelope. And he's done it again. Now he's done it with Weta. That's the the Peter Jackson one that they started during Lord of the the Rings. But, yeah, I mean, he's always been a master when it comes. I mean, Titanic is beautiful to watch. I mean, everything about the, you know, regardless of how you feel about the story, I mean, the special effects and what they did with Titanic are just, you know, just amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, he's done it again. And it's definitely, I mean, if I had one complaint, it's probably that it's just a little too long. A lot of, a lot of the middle part of that whole movie James is just... camera world- films are long. They are. And part of it is it's just world building. He's been, you spend about an hour with the kind of, like, so... You know, it's to a degree, it's almost like watching the first one again because it becomes, you know, the first one was about like like Sully, you know, learning to live with the Navi. So it was like learning their culture and learning everything about them and their spirituality and everything else, and and then him becoming a part of the tribe. And then you have his family again move in with these this new tribe, and now you're looking at through the lens of the children, the the two oldest brothers, and they're learning like. And they're learning the ways of the water, if you will, and they're learning how to live in this mm-hmm. environment. So it, it's almost a cookie—not cookie cutter, but it's very much uh, the same as the first movie in that you have this kind of this fish out of water scenario, no pun intended, where the new guy has to learn the ways of the folks that they're living with, and in doing so, adopts them as his own and becomes part of the clan. And that's kind of the whole the whole way this movie kind of trends, right? And even you even have the same the same villains come back and to do to a degree. So it's it's almost very similar to the first film in that you know Jake Sully's family they integrate into this new society and the new society helps them fight back against the sky people to live another day. It's so. You know, but it's still, I mean, so I think, I, I think it would, it didn't necessarily need to be three and hours and 15 minutes long. It probably could have been more like two and a half hours long or something. Cut out some of the fluff, cut out, cut out some of the, like the, the beautiful ocean floor, you know, just cut it out. Yeah. Like there's literally a scene where Sigourney Weaver's character, the, she plays, she plays the daughter of her, um, her avatar from their first one. And they okay. spend like she's she's in the water, like holding her breath, just staring at the sand. And they literally have a, the the camera on her for about probably a minute, just staring at sand until finally the some of the 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 clan the neighborhood boys show up to kind of pick on her. And it's like, does she? Do we really need to see a, have a minute with this character just staring at the sand under the water? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It looks great. It's but, beautiful. It's just beautiful. That's, that's funny, you know. Um, you know, so this week coming up, uh, I saw that a couple things are coming. I don't know why everybody's doing this week, but this week you got a trailer for Blue Beetle, trailer for the Barbie movie. We got a trailer for uh, Marvel Secret Wars. Uh, and there's a uh, – I'm missing a trailer. There's like a couple of them. There's one more missing. 
God, can't think of it. Something else. Oh, there's another Mario Brother one as well. Yeah, I know. Um, well, Mario Brothers opens, I think, in like two weeks or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get Alex out to see that. Uh, it'll be his first movie. I keep trying. We've been. I've been testing him here at home to see if we can get him to sit still, just to to watch a movie here in the house. He does okay. I think it'll be a bit of a challenge, but we'll see what happens. But I mean, he don't sit down for. He he sat down and watched a good. Actually, he sat down and watched Push the Boots too, no problem for the most part. Um, I think having like the candy and the popcorn thing will will help keep him still. Uh, we tried watching Star Wars, and I think it just for him. I'm thinking maybe he's just not ready yet because. Um, no. Unless it, like, like it's just there's just not. Enough. I mean, there's action. There's a ton of action. When it, yeah, there's action, he's glued to the screen. But when they get to like this, the storytelling aspect of it and the character the interaction, building. yeah, yeah, he starts to check out a little bit. Um, but yeah. but yeah. I think I mean it doesn't surprise me that a ton of trailers are coming out because we're getting the release of Super Mario in a week or two. So usually a, a ton of new trailers come with that. So that's probably part of that that marketing push. Yeah, that you know they that what they showed snippets of the Blue Beetle trailer. Uh, man, it looks very mid. Oh, this looks bad. It looks bad. Really, the Beetle. It it doesn't look good. I I I, I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm seeing the snippets. They're like the trailer's coming tomorrow, and it it, it doesn't look good. It, it, it doesn't look good at all. I mean, it needs to go straight to like HBO Max. If it's HBO Max film, okay. Sign me up. I'm okay with how it looks for HBO Max. But if you're telling me that you want me to spend De Niro at the theater on that, <laughs> God, no. Um, not yeah, at all. Um, um, yeah, Secret Wars, the trailer, I've seen some snippets or screenshots um, online, and it looks mildly intriguing. You know, they try to do some spy espionage shit on there. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um... I'm looking forward to Secret Wars. I'm looking forward to seeing Sam Jackson back on up on the screen, uh, doing the Nick Fury thing. Uh, Blue Beetle, you know, I, that one might be a, a surprise. Who knows? I mean, I didn't care about Guardians of the Galaxy when I first heard about that movie coming out, but you know, I went into I went into the theater with low expectations. I walked out having you know, and just very excited about the movie. I saw it two more times after that. I just, I just loved it and. Uh, and that's another thing. Guardians three comes out here uh, pretty soon as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, Blue Beetle. It's one of those characters. I just I'm like, who cares? I I feel like that's I'd be like Marvel making a movie about Nighthawk, or not Nighthawk. Is it Nighthawk? Maybe it's Nighthawk. But there's it just it just seemed like a really weird character to make a movie about. Um, and the fact that James Gunn was very excited about this movie when he pitched that whole you know he went online and kind of pitched the DCU. I don't know. Maybe it'll yeah. be better than we think. Um, I, I can't right now. I maybe, can't say I'm screaming to get to the theater. Maybe the full, maybe the full trailer will bring me. Uh, you know, in our next podcast. I'll do a recap. I'll see the full trailer and I'll keep my. This is like my pre seeing a teaser cut. I'm like, I don't know. You know, what I mean, it, it's cool. I don't know. I don't know. It's giving off Shang um, Shang Chi vibe. Um, Shang, what's that guy's name? Um, from Marvel. Uh, with Sanji. the eight rings, what's the dude's name? I'm terrible at names today. There you go. You're giving off those vibes a little bit where guys like, I'm shocked I have powers. Oh my god, I have powers. Watch out. <laughs> I'm a superhero. Holy shit. 
You yeah. know what I mean? So interesting. The Barbie movie, I am I'm thinking low key, low, Barbie movie's gonna be lit. I am thinking it's gonna be lit. I mean, they got the way this there's, film, there's definitely some star power behind it. I mean, you got more star Robbie. power. The look like they're very devoted to what they're trying to do here. Uh, like everything looks right. Every every still I've ever seen or picture of it, it looks right from you know the colors to the energy Margot's given off. I mean, that it might be low key like a pretty good movie that I think little girls could look up to and like. I mean, it's if it's. You know, I, I think if they don't try to take it too serious, it'll be a fun film. Fun films are great, you know, and I think the world needs more fun films. Sometimes I like serious films. I'm seeing like screenshots of the new Joker film. Uh, yeah, seeing a lot of Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga looks good as uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, you know, and seeing a lot of that, and that's going to be a very serious film. So you know, it, you know, it's going to be one of the, when films are serious. People don't like him as much. Some people like him, some people don't, because some people want to see fun. You know, and I get it, you know, and that leads me to like um, to the like the Shazam beef. All right, Shazam bombed. Okay, it just did, and it bombed because the DCU is abandoning Shazam. But before that, even it sounds like what happens here is that The Rock, when we talked about Black Adam a couple months ago, Black Adam, like didn't want like The Rock did not want to work with Zach. That's why I hear, and yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense because you're talking about two characters that are literally entwined with each other and you're not trying to have them together. Like, that makes no sense. And if they would have did it, I think it would have brought a little more. Like, Black Adam did really good. But the idea for the new Shazam movie to come out and he fights two old ladies, some dragon, whatever, is trash. And you have, like, a Wonder Woman cameo. But that's not enough to carry the film, and it's just it's just terrible. I'm trying to think of like a a, a meta uh, something relatable to this, where you would have not have this person on this person, but expect the series to work. You know what I mean? It just it just wouldn't make any sense. You know, it just I can't think of one on top of my head right now where just they're part I, well, we, of the universe. About this, like I said, together. I really think this boils down to Warner Brothers caved the pressure of The Rock. You know, the Rock has a lot of star power behind Absolutely. him. They know that he brings money. He puts money in pockets. So I, I think it was like simply a matter of the Rock wants to do a DC movie. He wants to be Black Adam. He doesn't want to be to do do it with Shazam. Let's just give him what he wants because he's going to bring box office numbers regardless. I mean, granted, the movie didn't do great, but it still put it still made what like three hundred million or something like that. So it, it still made yeah, money. It made quite a bit of money. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you know, I think that really was just Warner Brothers caving to star power. And that's one thing I re- that's one thing I respect about the MCU. I mean, I know as of late they've had you know some duds, but they've never they've never they've never caved to star power. Like like all the actors that they typically cast in these movies are either up and comers or people who are known but not so well known that they have to contend with the star power behind them. Robert Downey Jr. is probably the exception, and even then, when they hired him on, he had just come out of coming he, like he was coming out of rehab, coming out of jail, and was trying to start over again. So, for a lot of people, right. for, for yeah, so people that weren't our age, but maybe a few years younger, might, didn't even know who Robert Downey Jr. really was. Uh, now, granted, more recently we've seen a little more star power, but even then, like you know, the people they're bringing in 
like Michelle Pfeiffer, for example. I mean, she's a big star, but she wasn't doing a ton of stuff, you know, when they brought her in to play it to be an Ant-Man or Michael Douglas for that matter, you know. Um, so they're they're sprinkling in some star power with some of these, but they're they're not they're not people who can make they're not people who are so relevant they can they can demand to make waves with the film. Whereas like when you bring on bring in someone like The Rock, right. yeah, there are gonna be conditions attached to it. Or if you know, you know, if you were gonna bring in, for example, I know there were a lot of rumors about Tom Cruise coming to be an an alternate version of Iron Man and it didn't happen. And I would buy and I can guess that part of that is because if you bring in Tom Cruise be ready for some conditions and Kevin Feige doesn't want to want any conditions. He wants to be able to tell the actors, the directors and the writers what he wants them to do. So I, I think that that's a large part of that. Whereas I think DCU is like, Ooh, the yeah, wants to do yeah. this. let's let them do it. So. Yeah. You know, um, it's very true. And I wanted to bring it up just to show the listeners that I am, not a DC homer and I'm not going to just I, I like yes I do like DC over Marvel but I am willing to admit when my shit's not right it's just not good you know just watching Zach on Twitter plead people to go see his movie and not watch John Wick which is a laugh <laughs> not watch John Wick are you kidding me you know and come on Zachary Levi know, he did that yeah yeah he was on there pleading the people to watch the film and then he started talking about i really wanted in the original movie wanted henny cavill there but dc wouldn't let it happen and i i didn't want that i'm a big fan of superman and da, da, da. he's literally like he's going on and on and on like yeah. so it is it, it, it's tough it is it, it's tough you know because i i liked shazam the first movie i did you know i like i, I like the i like the first and, Shazam movie as well uh, i didn't see it in theaters and i i saw it when it came out, it came out on stream Same. Just because I'm not a, like Shazam wasn't <clears throat> a huge character I had any major love for, you know. So even this movie, um, I was gonna see on streaming just because I didn't see the first one, and, even, and the first one was good, but it wasn't good enough to make me like make me be like I'm a diehard Shazam fan now. So I've got to see this in theaters, you know. So uh, and plus, with it with it not being tied to any bigger story, it doesn't you know, or part of a bigger continuity. It's just like I can wait, you know. I can wait for it. And I think most people feel the same way about it too. I, I don't think it's a smack. I don't necessarily think it's a smack against Zachary Levi. I'm sure he does a very good job in it. I'm sure Helen Marin does a good job in it. But at the same time, you know, no no one's heard of these villains. No one's really heard of any like any any of this stuff. So it makes it very difficult to care about it, you know. And the fact that it's not really linked to anything. Makes it and even and oh by the way the my understanding the Wonder Woman cameo I don't even think she was there I think they brought in a body double and then they just like in using CGI put her face on top of the character because I saw on social media Zachary was taking a picture with the Wonder Woman cameo and it wasn't even um, Gal Gadot it was this like body double yeah I've read something about that and I have to I, I can't debunk it so i i didn't bring it up or like that it's hard for me to <laughs> i can't i don't know if it's true or not yeah you know, man yeah. that's why i was like Wonder woman cameo uh, you know what i mean did they use a deep fake for it you know what i mean and if it is it's one of the best deep fakes you've ever seen in hollywood um it because they have to pay her anyway because her, her picture yeah, her face yeah. is there so i mean if, but just have the person there man just you know if, if you're gonna use her face just, just have the person there man okay uh 
But at, at the same time, uh, you know, I would ask you then with because you did bring up like Marvel lace and duds. You know, what I mean, where do you see where do you see the Marvel franchise going? You know, like it's weird. Where, where I, they, what's happening? You know, here? so I I is so there's a lot of threads right now that they've been pulling on, and I don't exactly know where they're going. Right. Like Marvel did a really nice job in the first 10 years because it was very clear that they were building toward infinity war. And we knew this after the first, well, the first four movies were just a build to Avengers, you know, and then Avengers established the end of Avengers, the stinger on Avengers indicated to us, we were moving toward infinity war with the debut of Thanos. So it was, there was like a very definitive trajectory and everything had to like dove like move into this trajectory, right? So now yep. we enter phase four. The first movie in phase four is Song Song Chi, and we see at the st- at the end of that movie that he's got these mystical bands, and they are sending a signal to somewhere in the universe. And we're thinking, oh, so what does that mean? We're you know what? So our next big bad is now. We now he we know he's out there because he's trying like he's trying to he's connected these rings somehow. But nowhere else in any of these movies they link to that. You know, I mean, the Loki series and and Far and Spider Man, you know, No Way Home, you know, kind of dovetailed into the multiverse. So we knew yeah. that something with the multiverse was happening. You know, when we get multiverse of madness, and then we get this yep. this idea of Kang the Conqueror in in Loki. Yep. But even then, it feels like it feels separate from the whole. Uh, Eternals. They released Eternals. And Eternals Stinger had something going on with you know the um, what do they call them? They're like, they're like world builders. Um, the the oh, what do they call them? I forget. But the, the the giant thing that came out of the ocean, which no one has addressed anywhere in the MCU, in, in, in Eternals at the end, like there's this oh celestial a celestial is being born from the planet. He literally sur- like comes above the surface, and no one talks about it anywhere else in the MCU. So I feel like all these movies seem separate unto themselves. And I don't know if that's because they're a function of the multiverse and we're going to finally see it all come together when they do Kang Dynasty or Secret or Secret Wars. Because um, Secret Wars in the comics are normally the event that, ta- that that basically cuts all of these, all the superfluous storylines and weaves them back into the, the main the main universe. And we know that coming down the road, I forget when exactly we've got Kang dynasty, Avengers, Kang dynasty, and then Avengers secret wars. So I'm, 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 there's hopefully there's a plan there to tie all these things together and come up with something comprehensive. And then, uh, we have you know secret invasions coming out here on Disney plus, so I, I'm not sure how that's going to weave into everything because that seems like it's going to be a holy and unto itself as well. We know that they're filming Captain America four right now, uh, and we you know we get that's going to lead into Thunderbolts. So, but I, how it's all connected, you get your guess is as good as mine right now. So I'm I'm kind of along for the ride, and I'm just kind of trusting in Kevin Feige that he's got it figured out. Because you know it, it's it's getting confusing. For real, <laughs> to keep up a little bit, and because they got a, uh, you know, it, it's a lot going on. Because what you got based off their slate, 
you got you got Marvels, you got Garden Galaxy out this summer. The Marvels. Then there's supposed to be Captain America New World Order. Mm-hmm. They got Thunderbolts. A Blade film that I've seen no trailer. I haven't seen a person dress as Blade. Well, they had issues so, because the, dire- the director, so like the, the director dropped is... out. So they had, I don't know if they didn't find a new director yet. And Deadpool 3, which it's a Marvel movie, but it's not a part of the world. But we know that's happening because they've already got a release date on it. And Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds already came out and said that's happening. And they're already right. both, like getting ready for right, it. Right, right, right. No doubt. I have no I have no doubt in Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is going to do what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Well, I mean uh, he's going to do what he's going to do. Too, right? that's, I, that's, that's, gotta... that's, another, that's another plot thread that's out there because aside from the multiverse thread, we've also got the mutant thread, which they have dropped inter, like occasionally throughout the series, like um, the uh, Ms. Marvel series on Disney Plus. You like they they called Kamala Khan a mutant, you know, even though in the in the comics she's a um, oh what do they call it? an Inhuman, but because Inhumans they did away with the whole Inhumans thing, and she's a mutant now. So like. The the mutant thread is also being kind of pulled now, and we know fan. It sounds like Fantastic Four has been cast as well. So again, I, I, there's a lot of these like islands unto themselves, and I don't see how they're all connected. There is a lot of like honestly in 2023, you have Ant Man, Garden Galaxy is coming out soon. The Marvels, which sounds like a mid ass movie, um, then. You got that's 2023. The television series, you got Secret Invasion, Loki, and Ironheart, which people are gonna hate on her on this, but they already don't like that character already. You know what I mean? People didn't like her when she was in Wakanda. So well, yeah, it was just it that. was just really out of place. It felt like one of those situations where we need to dar- drop this character in here now so that when her show comes out, people know who she is. So it, it was Echo, it was really it was just a bizarre choice. You have Echo, which I'm not too sure what that is, and then um, then Agatha, the Covenant of Chaos, and that's 2023 season. That was a TV series, so they have a lot of Disney Plus information coming at you this year, and it's already it, it's it's April, so we we have like five shows coming, and it's April, so they're gonna like drop it on us, bam, 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 bam. Now, this will be interesting, too, because the other day it was reported that one of – I'm not sure how the structure is at Marvel, but one of their CEOs just got laid off by Disney. Yes, and apparently I this heard, is, I heard about that. Yeah, apparently the CEO and Kevin Feige had a lot of issues, and he was got, this guy was going to fire Kevin Feige pretty early on, apparently, because they um, continue to butt heads. So maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. So maybe with the removal of this guy, like Kevin Feige can fix the ship and get it back on course. But, and and I think too, this leads to a larger discussion. I mean, so since about 2008, we've been just kind of inundated with superhero films on both sides, DC and Marvel. I'm wondering now too, if, if people's expectations for superhero films are at a point where if you can't reach a high threshold, 
we don't even want to entertain it. And I wonder if we're just kind of getting tired of if if we're just getting tired of superhero movies altogether. I'll speak myself. I'm not, <clears throat> but I just want them to tell a different story. We don't. We we myself. I don't want to he- hear about Batman's parents dying anymore. I just don't. I don't want to hear about Smallville. I want to hear about Superman fighting people in space. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I was kind of intrigued by the Aquaman movie that came out a couple years ago. Because I thought it was kind of good. It was it was actually kind of told a different story, even though it's a generic backdrop of a prince rising up to take down his brother or retain his throne. Cool. But at least it's a whole different story. You know, that's what got me kind of excited for Flash. Flash is showing, is, is telling a story that I've really never really heard of before for a, a comic book movie, you know, and that's I, I, I want to see how they're going to piece together, you know, and it, it's going to look good. You know, we've always said that they should take the ideas from the comic books and put them on the screen and stop trying to be so creative and just stop trying to create your own and just be like, this is this kind of book is one of the best comic books of all time. Let's run through it. I would love, personally speaking, to see a more mature X-Men movie series that really takes from the comics. Because the X-Men comics were not family, not family friendly. They were pretty brutal, you know, and there was high stakes with Xavier. The X-Men was really in it. They were dealing with other issues that look back now, it's like it's it's a trail. Well, that's why I think um, Days of Future Past was such a good X-Men movie because they based oh, it yeah. in the source oh, yes. material. And, and I think that's why Marvel was relatively successful for the first decade because the stories they were telling were rooted in uh, to a degree in the source material. Like the Winter Soldier movie is fairly close to the Winter Soldier series in uh in the comics, you know, with some to, with some, a few on liberties, Ragnarok was so good because they took the Ragnarok storyline and combined it with Planet Hulk to give us a really cool like storyline. And, and it didn't crossover, and it, yeah. And it wasn't and it was it didn't feel separate. It felt they felt and they felt entwined. They felt like a comprehensive story. Whereas DC Snyder got took two separate storylines. He took the Dark Knight Returns and he took uh, the super the death of Superman storyline, yeah. and he just jammed them together with no real, perp like no real like, con- like no really good way to integrate the two of them. So it felt it's like you were weird. watching, yeah, it felt like you were watching it's two really good movies. History of integrating things, and it's weird he did that. It's weird he did that. So I I can't explain it because he has a history of really good with the Watchmen three hundred. You know, and uh, you know, and he did that, and it didn't make any sense. So it it was it was kind of a interesting watch. But looking back on the movies now, kind of like post Bardem, like ten years later, seeing Batman vs Superman and seeing all that, it's like uh, it's an interesting film in the direction style and how they depicted Wonder Woman first came out. It's pretty cool, like how they were trying to do and that, what the idea, what they wanted, and what it became. It's like not it. So it, I mean, it's interesting. But what, I guess what could my, have been? To my previous point, though, I mean, Steven Spielberg was talking a while ago that the way he saw superhero movies today were like the westerns of the 60s and 70s. I mean, the westerns were the precursor to the superhero film because, you know, your your Lone Ranger was your superhero. Um, and the Indians were your bad guys or the natives were your, were your bad guys. And 
and or the bandits or whatever. The point I'm getting at is that the Western and the spaghetti Western of the 60s and 70s became the superhero film of that time, and eventually they fizzled out. And it wasn't until the 90s with stuff like Unforgiven and Tombstone do we get like a really good resurgence of, of the Western. So I'm wondering if, you know, how sustainable is it to have a, a, a movie studio that is exclusively superhero films, like like, like the like Marvel Studios um, or DC Studios, uh, well, I mean, which is mostly Warner, but at the same time, I, I just wonder how, does, does it, at a certain point, does it just get too big, and and, and where like you like the P that like you, Marvel was really good about making you care about certain characters like Captain America and Iron Man and Thor and and this, their stories and and I wonder if you get to a point where there's just too many characters and you don't find new ways to make people care about them like I sometimes I forget that there is a there's a, a Shang-Chi movie because it was it feels like a million years ago and no one's talked about that character he hasn't popped up anywhere else since so it's like it's hard to care about it's hard yeah. to care about him you know um same thing like uh you know chat like uh Black Panther we we cared about him because we saw him even though he's only had he only had one movie at this point he was still in Civil War and he was still in Infinity War and ends again Endgame. So you cared, yeah. you came to care about him. Doctor Strange, he only had, he's only had two movies, but because he was in Infinity War, and we've seen it, we saw him in Thor Ragnarok. We care about him, right? But a lot, and but a lot of these characters, you know, haven't really popped up in anything else since we last saw them. So it makes it really hard to care right. about them. Yeah, exactly. And they're not big enough characters like Iron Man. Captain America, Thor, they're iconic characters that have a long heritage that if you come out of the movie every five years, you're not going to be like, man, I forgot about that person. You're like, you know who fucking Thor is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all right, cool. You know, you know who Superman is. You know who Batman is. Like, right now, the only you know thread... Woman is. Yeah. Like, you know characters. You know what I mean? If they made a movie, they don't come up with a movie for the next four years, you're going to forget about Blue Beetle. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like the only thread right now in the Marvel universe that we know is Wong, because Wong has probably been in more of them these movies and in more of this media than Marvel yes. anything. Because he was in, yeah, he was in. Um, he popped up in She Hulk. He popped up in um, obviously more um, multiverse of madness. He popped up in Spider Man No Way Home. Um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, No Way Home. Yeah. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's he's been around. He's he's. I mean. He also popped up in in, in Shang-Chi as well. Like, he was in there, too. So Wong right now is the only... Like, he's he's become the right. the Nick Fury of Phase 4 and 5 because Nick Fury yes. was the guy that popped in and out all over the place in Phase 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know what's going on with Marvel. But now, since we're dealing, you're dealing, we're dealing with magic, now you're in his realm. So it's, that's, he's the... He's the not Magic King, but he's kind of like the Keeper of Magic or Keeper of Secrets or whatever. He has this title that he's an important character. Not that important enough to defeat uh, Scarlet Witch and and Multiverse of Madness, though. Yeah. Not that good, but he's somebody to, you know, always be there. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
any rate, well, folks, we've come up on an hour plus. I uh, hope you stuck with us during the, this conversation. Um, I know we started off hard and deep, but I think we ended up lighthearted and fun, and that's where we always want to be. Uh, hopefully some new and more lighthearted, fun-type news will occur between now and next Sunday, and we don't have to start off so heavy. But, you know, when to, when, I, I can't help it. Once I've had a few whiskeys and you start talking about something that just enrages me every time uh-huh. it comes up, I uh-huh. can't help but talk about it. I understand, man. Fully understand. I think Hey, buddy, you came in broken there for a minute. Can you uh, can you restate? All right. Well, it looks like we lost my co-host uh, due to uh, n- network connectivity. What? What? Do you hear me? What happened? You hear me now? Dude, you froze. I actually was about to close out the terrible. show because I thought I didn't think <laughs> you were going to back in. But I was going to say you came in broken there, so we had to lost it out here. Not sure what's going on. Any rate, so it's you got anything going it's on? It's all good. Week? You hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Not a whole lot, man. We're gonna we're gonna see what this Tuesday Trump situation looks like, and I'm gonna look at some I'm gonna look at some movie trailers. You know, uh, you got the NCAA uh, t- on Monday night. You got the tournament uh, final this Monday, so I might just uh, keep on those highlights with that as well. Um, yeah, and then we got Easter this Sunday coming up, so that's um, yeah, that's what we got going on this week coming up. Awesome, all right. Well, folks, uh, we're going to break here and we will see you next week. I it's time for me to go down and spray my ribs with a little bit of uh, uh, apple cider vinegar, uh, to make sure they stay moist. All right, folks, Nancy, y'all have a good week. I'm Mr. Fig, and I'm Mr. Locke. All right, everybody, take care. Mm-hmm.